Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This week on Spanky's Corner, a podcast. Oh, shoot. What's the deal, Pickle? Stupid. Hello. Absolutely not. She's only 17. I'm a lesbian. A pescatarian. A mom who bit my arm in 2013. Stuff the box. No. Whitey McBiterson. Is there anything Lance Bass can't do? I'm not leaving. National Radio Day and episode 12 of Spinky's Corner of Podcasts. It's the day of the year where all the radio people get together and post their favorite pictures of their face by a microphone (laughs) and pat each other on the back on Instagram. I know. I'm pretty, (laughs) I I feel bad because I'm so cynical all the time and I just hate when people post the same stuff. But like, I mean, they're in, I get it. I get it. You even made a National Radio Day post. Well, yeah, but mine, of, of course, was. Crabby. It says, happy National Radio Day. This is on Twitter.com. Great website. It's free. I keep checking my front porch for an edible arrangement from the <laughs> mom who bit my arm in 2013 because her daughter didn't win One Direction tickets. Uh, Yes, that happened. Seriously? Did you not endure the One Direction madness when yeah. it was at its highest peak? Went through it all. And it was outrageous. It makes BTS and it makes Why Don't We... And it makes all, a lot of these other stuff, it Seems makes it look tame. like child's play. Yeah. So um, this was when I was just working in promotions for radio. So we were at the Fox Theater in Detroit and we were giving away a pair of tickets to the sold out show and meet and greet passes. So what happened was I was walking up the stairs to Hockey Town and like people were losing their effing minds because you could only enter. It was just a, it was just a drawing. And you could only enter once. So people were trying to stuff the box more than once without us seeing it. hey <laughs> So I'm walking up the stairs holding this box. And like this mom tries to stuff more in there. So I, I like shove her arm away with my like with my arm. And then she bites it. <laughs> like you psychotic bitch. And I should have pressed. Char- I should have pressed charges. But I like I, I was so flustered by the fact that she obviously ran away, so I couldn't see who Wait, it was. Wait, she bit and ran? It was a bit and run. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I had, like, the teeth marks, like, on it. Like, the front and the back. Like, the, the top and bottom. And I was bleeding. Do you have all your shots so you're covered? Yeah, I went to the doctor. Yeah. Checked me out. Tetanus, rabies, all that. fine. Yeah. But, um... Did yeah. you really go to the doctor? Yeah, my mom made me. Yeah. Probably my mom wanted to press charges, but, like, there was no way to find out Bitey McBiterson. <laughs> She just fleed into the street. Look, it was a bit and run. <laughs> Dude, seriously, One Direction, that was like the height, like crazy fandom. And it wasn't so much the fans. It was the parents of the fans that yes. lost their mind. I've seen a few weird things. Like the height of Justin Bieber was pretty intense. Yeah, it was. Um, we had girls at the radio station I was working in Seattle managed to get their way into the stairwell of the station, which 
keep something in mind. I didn't have access to the stairwell at the station. The only way I knew how to get in was to leave from the fourth floor of where the radio station was and go out the fire exit. And somehow they worked their way in and they were hanging out waiting for him to come out of the elevator. And then we had another problem. Well, not a problem, but five seconds of summer did a thing for us at like the height and they did it at the Space Needle. If you know anything about the Space Needle, it's just one. Narrow. Yeah, it looks like one big old dick that just sticks up into the sky. And so there's only really one way in and one way out. And so security was crazy. And their security, their like head of security is a former Navy SEAL or was at the time. This guy's intense. He's in there in like the elevator panel, like pulling things out, looking at wires like MacGyver, making sure everything's up to speed with security and whatever else. And he had this whole action plan before they even got there. And so I, I'm talking with him. I'm like, why do you do this? And like a very deep, like Navy SEAL kind of voice, he goes, I don't do this to protect the guys. I do this to protect their fans. Oh, shoot. I'm like, all right, sir. I'll see you tomorrow. When we had five seconds of summer in, so little fun fact, our radio station in Detroit was the first radio station in America to ever have five seconds of summer come and do a thing. Wow. Why you got to brag? That was a huge flex, and I'm sorry. Because that day rattled me and changed me. <laughs> it molded you into the person that you are today. Oh my God. It made me just realize the mother I never want to be mm. because again, they were there. So we had the guys stop by and it was a private performance. I think we probably had like 20 listeners, which meant 40 because it was 20 and a guest. And the people who didn't win would find out where they, we were holding it, which I mean, in some cases we would have them in a secret location, but for them, it was super last minute that we got them there. So we just had to have it at the radio station. So like everybody knew they were coming there. So they were like in our bushes. Like they, like we had a tiny parking lot where it was like our, our employees couldn't even park there that day because they were just waiting they out. Overrun parking it. Lot. Yeah. So like we were telling them like, Hey, you need to leave. Like our employees have to park here. And if you don't leave, we're going to call security. And then moms were like, I'm not leaving. You can't, you can't make me. And I was like, I hate you with the heat of a thousand suns. You psycho son of a bitch, Karen. <laughs> but these are the same Karens that would actually send in emails and be like, uh, yeah, my daughter, Stacy has a cavity. A cavity. <laughs> we don't know if she's going to make it. Exercise induced asthma. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing that will ever make her better is to meet Ashton from Five Sauce. And it's just the way it's going to be. Can you please make her dream come true? You guys, we're not kidding when we say we get emails like this. Like, what was it? This girl just DM'd me like a week ago. My mom has eczema. Can I meet Ed Sheeran? <laughs> no. And tell your mom they make over-the-counter ointment at CVS. So she'll make it. <laughs> Hashtag eczema ed. You know who I bet has seen some things? Eric? Eric's here. They they can't hear you shake your head yes. Oh. <laughs> what do you think he'll say? I think he's going to say in sync at the height of in sync. I don't know because social media wasn't a thing. So it's not like they could find out like the locations like these girls now. Do, hey, EB. Hi. Hi. Well, so it's National Radio Day. So happy National, <laughs> happy Radio. National, happy National Radio, Radio, Day. Radio Day. And in honor of that, we're talking about stories we have of crazed fans because I got bit by a One Direction mom. Oh, where? Uh, in Detroit. It was when they were. No, but where were they? <laughs> oh, <laughs> in the arm. Well, I have a horrible story. There was a group back in the turn of the millennium that was very popular that we Insane. talked about before. Voice, 90 Perhaps degrees. it was one of those you just okay. mentioned. You know, their meet and greets were, that was hard. That was like golden ticket, right? So long story short, 
a woman got found her way into the meet and greet who was wheelchair bound. And when they walked in the door, oh, no. she was no longer wheelchair oh, bound. No. <laughs> oh, and she God. said that they cured her paralysis when they walked in the room. Stop. Yeah. Is there anything Lance Bass can't do? But how do you know it was Lance Bass? It Is there have, anything? It might have been Brian Luttrell. AJ can't do. <laughs> Oh my God, yeah, that so is that is horrible. actually that's terrible. Horrible. Yeah, that was bad. It was really, really bad. And it really happened. And um, did anybody like, thankfully, I will say it was not a B96 winner. Thankfully, it wasn't even a radio winner. It was like, it was she got through to somebody saw. who yeah. allowed them to do this at the other and get through. So yeah, bad. They escorted her out in like three and a half seconds. Wow. That's a miracle. Yeah. It would have been if it was true. But it wasn't. Makes your little arm biting sound minor, huh? Yeah. Well, and we when we said we were in a talk about karma. Hello, that's like terrible. Oh yeah, you know? she's probably she may be. She probably can't even talk have now. Problems now. <laughs> well, we were talking about it, and we're like, he's like, oh, he for sure will have a story for the boy band days. But I was like, oh no, maybe it wasn't as bad because of social media. But oh no, it's still bad. Maybe still, it, maybe it when was there's worse. human beings involved, that's always going to be bad. And the problem is, it's or the potentially it, can it's be bad. The minor one percent, less than one percent of people that make the rest of the fans look bad. Unfortunately, Correct. and that's that story still applies today. One Direction, though, at the height of One Direction, how did that compare to the height of NSYNC and or Backstreet Boys as it far was- as crazy fandom? Pretty much the same. Yeah, I mean, it was equally wild. Justin Bieber at the height of Justin Bieber. That was ridiculous. I wasn't in radio yet. It was chaotic. And he played three bashes for us. We had him early, and we had him as he exploded, and then we had him when he was megastar. boyfriend. Do you ever have 50 Cent come through here? Mm Mm-hmm. I have a great story about that, too, because uh, Matthew, my husband, was up here one day picking me up. It was Saturday. So I was like, I just got to go in for an hour. We have an arts coming in, whatever. He's okay, cool, whatever. He didn't even know who it was. And he was parked out front of the entrance and he said that the security kept giving him like very, very shooting him like really mean looks, like like threatening looks. And he was like, uh, "What? I don't care, you know, whatever." He's <laughs> yeah. like, "I'm just picking somebody." So that was the thing. And then I said, "It was Fifty Cent." He said, oh, "Who's that?" So he, didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't even care. he didn't care. So it was kind of funny. Fifty Cent is the best interview I've ever had. Period. End of story. Really? Not Why? even close. Really. We- because he was doing the run. I was working in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time. And me and the guy who was on the air with that night, he was doing a whole run from uh, Greensboro to like Raleigh or something like that. And then down to Charlotte. We had him last that day. And it was at like when Get Richard Die Trying was a thing or whatever else. <laughs> we, like we did a bunch of different bits with him because we were just trying to make it different. And so mm-hmm. like we were, you know, make somebody in a foreign country say G unit and we're calling random <clears> places and you know, did this whole thing. But the best part was that was when Best Buy and Circuit City was still open and a thing and you would go buy the CDs. And so we would call a random Circuit City or Best Buy somewhere and be like, hi, yeah, do you know when 50 Cent's new CD comes out? And if they said no, which all of them did, we'd be like, okay, cool. Well, we have 50 Cent on the phone. He wants to know why you don't know. And then 50 Cent would go off screaming and yelling to the point where people in the soundproof studio, outside the soundproof studio would come in like his security. That's amazing. Making sure everything was okay. What a great That's bit. That's great I, bit. I, I love that. I was doing stuff like that in radio. We, well, now we have a good team. So we're going to. Happy National Radio Day. Yeah. Back at you. Spanky's Corner. A podcast! Ken TK, Midday Extraordinaire at B96 Chicago. Hello. How do you say the word lesbian? Okay. <laughs> you guys didn't stay late for this? Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Anyway, Kenzie, lesbian. Yeah. So here's what happened. When you hear the word lesbian, yes. someone says, like, I'm a lesbian. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was like E L E S B I L L lesbian. Like, a lesbian. I thought it was the prettiest word ever. First of all, a lesbian. Like, I wouldn't mind if that was my middle name. So nice. I love that word. And then one day, like a handful of years ago, someone's like, I'm 
lesbian. I'm like, what? And I was like making, I was like, what? You're what? They're like, lesbian. I'm like, you mean a lesbian? They're like, yeah. Also, I'm yes. Lesbian. I'm like, Kenzie uh, makes it sound like a nationality. Uh, <laughs> you know what's not fair is it's the only one of the, like, no one says, I'm a gay. Like, you know, it's not like, it's, I'm, I'm gay. Also, a good word means happy. I like it. But I'm like, it's confusing. Everyone clumps it together very close in my defense. Why not just say I'm lesbian? Why do you got I'm a lesbian? It's because a lesbian is a person. I don't know. A gay is not a person. It's a group of people. Like if you, yeah. if you saw point. like a group of <laughs> yes, les- I know. <laughs> you, it, it, I can admit what I'm wrong. Like when you see a group of them, it's like okay, there there's some lesbians, and then when you see a group of men, it's not you don't say there's some gays. Well, you could, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. see, it's confusing. There's not really rules in this area. No, it's I not was really. never, I was in AP English and we never covered it. How old were you into adulthood when you learned this? I was like 17 or 18. <laughs> so like right there. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, did you not have like a very, um, progressive high school? I did. Like I did. Where'd you finish high school? Minnesota. Then no, you didn't. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I'm from North Carolina I'm, where we knew a lot of other things about the world. But, like, still. What? Where? Like, North Carolina. You like, think you it's just... more progressive than Minnesota? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, I lived in North Carolina for three years. Do you know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about that when I met you. Yeah, there's nothing crazy progressive there. Well, like, it's more um, culturally, <laughs> culturally, what's damn it? <laughs> culturally diverse. You sure it's not all culturally diverse? You know what? If everyone said it like that, then you would think that. <laughs> then you would think that. Okay? No one goes, it's all B96. It's just B96. <laughs> I didn't know. What about- I just like that it's been like said said like a Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Hyundai a lesbian. It's not an Elantra. It's Elantra. Elantra. Uh, <laughs> See, now, if someone told you that right now, wouldn't you be like, why are you saying it like that? Why are you saying Elantra? You would be like annoyed. What about a thespian? Oh, like a actor? Yeah. That word has always messed me up. Mm. Honestly, that's the first time I've heard it. So that one hasn't crossed my path as an issue yet. I always thought that word meant like you did theater, but you were also a lesbian. <laughs> I thought it meant like you only ate fish or something. What's a thespian? A pescatarian. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> What's a thespian? <laughs> when, I, when I first heard the word pescatarian, I will say it, it messed me up. That's- I learned about the word pescatarian it was honest to God pretty recent, like in the past couple of years, I was walking through a TJ Maxx <laughs> catching up with my friend on the phone and she goes, uh, so yeah, I'm like, a, I'm a pescatarian now. Like, did you have to get like baptized? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> did you have to like do this through a church? <laughs> uh, well, Anything that, that is long and ends in... A Tarian? A Tarian, or yeah. Or, or Ian. It sounds like so official because it's nationalities, it's sexual preferences. Like it's very, uh, it's very culturally defining. I mess like a lot of diseases or thing, like things up. So what was it? I, Vanessa, I'm always. I, I messed can't up wait. narcolepsy with a necrophiliac, <laughs> which is a big deal. They're very different. It all involves people just laying there. <laughs> Something I messed up a while ago uh, on an Instagram story and Shane actually DM'd me and yelled at me about it. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't like for some reason I said this word as if you're keeping it confidential. 
And like, I know when Shane corrected me, I knew what I had done, but like saying it, it sounded right. So I I like thought it was a double meaning word. So I'm like, everybody's keeping this secreted. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's, it's totally secreted. Nobody knows about it. By the way, Kenzie just laughed and she's like, what, 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 what's wrong with that? What do you mean? Oh, I figured you just didn't get it. No, (laughs) you, you know what secreted means, right? I don't know the exact definition. (laughs) See, he told you. But I know it's wrong. (laughs) It means when you're like, like, like it's a, a medical term. Like when you're like leaking fluid, <laughs> it's like disgusting. Ooze, oozing moistness. Yeah. It's like when you're like, is that the exact definition? It's like you could Close. like secrete a pimple. Yeah. Like I've heard, like I've heard it like that. I don't know the exact definition. And I knew that's what it meant. But when I was saying the sentence, it just like, it sounded and felt right to me that I was like, oh, it's a, it's a double meaning word. Thanks. What do you get when a lawyer sends you something to tell you to stop? What do they call that? You know what? I just tired. People need to speak more. It's it's the way people enunciate things. That's the issue. Okay, you call Maury Maori, but whatever. So what what <laughs> what do they what do they send you when they when they want you to stop something? A cystenesis. Kenzie, I will have your back for this. I think a lot of people think it's that. I don't know. It's just a. I do. I guarantee it. If you were to take a survey. Like on the street, like a lot of people would say cease and assist, even though it makes no sense. It doesn't, but I'm not, I haven't had one, but like, I'm not, not looking into yeah, it. Yeah, she didn't think into the the final word of it to like be like, well, this wouldn't make, wouldn't make any sense to what it is. Where this started from, Kenzie, Julie, and I, I hate were our group on, chat. A, I'm gonna burn on it. a group <laughs> chat and somehow we were talking about something here at the radio station and cease and desist came up. And anytime you work in radio and cease and desist pops up, it's either a really good day or a really, really bad day. It was good though in our case. Yeah, this one was a fine cease and desist. And Kenzie responds back, is that really how you pronounce that because I thought it was cease and assist and then it goes it's it starts there and then it worked into like I didn't even know a lesbian was a lesbian just lesbian until like I said it reminded me of the time I'm PTSD Spanky's Corner Sonic hello what's the deal pickle stupid so congrats on this wedding you're going to thank you are you sure you're actually invited do you even know the people whose wedding you're in yes um I I just feel I was talking to Julie about this I feel like I'm filler I've been in this position before and someone's actually straight up told me my best friend or one of my friends, Rob, not my best friend, but his, cause his uh, wife had 11 bridesmaids. He's like, yo, I need you in the wedding. I don't know that many people. I'm like, cool. So besides them telling you directly that you are not their close friend, you are just solely a filler. What are some signs that you're a filler without them saying it? Well, you don't know anyone in the wedding, first of all. Like, if I was in your wedding, say, Tyler, if you were getting married, um, you're already married, but if you were having a wedding and you had me in your wedding, I would probably know everybody at the wedding. Oh, uh, like, that's a good portion, yes. Yes, and I'm walking around like, hey, I'm Sean. I'm going to make things awkward. If you're we getting friend. married nowadays, would you put Sonic in the wedding? <laughs> me? Yeah. I would for sheer entertainment value. Hell yeah. 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 Well, let me tell you um, how I know I didn't know anyone in the wedding because the bridesmaid I was partnered up with to walk down the aisle with was the bride's little sister. I didn't know how old she was. And you know how like people can be age chameleons these days. She looked at least 25 to me. Oh no. We're at the uh, dinner after the recital. And I said, 
in front of everybody because I was just standing there all awkward. Recital? It's her, dan- her dance recital because she's oh, six. What do you call it? What do you call it the, the night before? The rehearsal the practice. Oh, the rehearsal. <laughs> the recital. The recital's Listen, the wedding. I'm trying to tell a story. I'm not a good storyteller. Let me tell you. Okay, so, sorry. Okay, we're at the uh, reception. What is it? Re- rehearsal. Rehearsal. There's a lot of R words, I <laughs> okay. will agree. So, we're at Dave and Buster's and there's a buffet set up. We're waiting for the food to get set up. I'm awkward as it is. So, I'm standing at the bar. She's right there. I'm trying to get my redeem my free drink ticket and I'm like hey would you like a drink and her mom's all absolutely not she's only 17 oh boy <laughs> like okay <laughs> so you, that's a good sign that you're uh, just filler you don't when know you have, anyone like, no idea how old like the bride or groom siblings are yeah at the recital <laughs> <laughs> well the wedding you're in now what's what are the signs that you might be a filler in this wedding his name's Al. I met him when I lived in Colorado when I was in high school, which was ages ago. And we kind of went our separate ways, rekindled, uh, I want to say a couple of years ago. He came out to San Diego and we went to a Chargers game, just kind of random. But he said, what up? Um, oh. We're good friends, but like I, I haven't, I'm not like best of friends. With, I'm not top five. Like, yeah, in MySpace, I'm definitely not top five. But you're top 11. Obviously. Okay. Well, this one, I don't know how many people are in the wedding. Well, if they got 11 bridesmaids, they're going to need at least 11 Well, that was the other one. That now, was definitely filler. So, wait, wait. So, this one's a new one. This is in January. How many times have you been filler? I'm losing that's what, track That's now. what I'm saying. I think I'm just filler. What are good reasons Sonic would make a good filler? Diversity. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you really spice that group up. Like, a yeah. bunch of white guys, you throw in an Asian, <laughs> suddenly this guy is cultural. Or they're like, man, this wedding's going to be boring. Let's bring in some entertainment. Just give him two drinks. In a white claw. Oh boy! Here we go. <laughs> and watch him buy, attempt to buy people. Yeah, I don't trust people that drink white claw. Why? Remember how Fireball did this for like a minute? It's only white- hundred calories. Oh, go ahead. Oh boy, you're really gonna sell me on this, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, white claw is just kind of that thing that's just come out of nowhere. Like if you get on the get on the red line, go up north on the red line on any given summer Saturday, and you see people in droves on the train going where they're going with multiple cases of White Claw just going anywhere. And it's coming out of nowhere. I will tell you why White Claw blew up. Um, I mean, obviously the seltzers in general like came out with a bang because they're 100 calories. So like girls like getting drunk and not fat, basically. That's mm-hmm. what that's why I'm in it for to win it with them. But the reason White Claw in particular, because there's truly there's spiked seltzer, there's that Ivy and Fig brand. It's so stupid, but they have the cutest can, so which looks good on the socials, which is why that one does the biggest. I swear. That makes sense. I drink it because because it doesn't attack me at once. I don't get (laughs) I don't have one. And I'm like, (laughs) how is that? (laughs) You can have like 12 of them and. You're not going to yeah. gain 10 pounds. This was built for me. I don't feel bloated and I don't get sonic wasted. And honestly, they don't taste bad. You don't really taste alcohol in them at all. Mm-hmm. Ain't no laws. They're just refreshing, when buddy. When you're drinking the claws. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what you should be really drinking is Cape Line. It's my current interest. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh. Tell us about Cape Line, Julia. Well, it comes in three refreshing flavors. Refreshing flavors. Refreshing. <laughs> refreshing flavor. See, you would think you've no more said this a time or two or whatever no, they're kidding. called. How, yeah, how deep are you? <laughs> Jeez, how many do you have today? Have you ever had to give a speech at a wedding? Yeah, 
I'm annoyed by this phone. How did that go over? Uh, the last one I did was in the Cayman Islands last summer for my best friend's wedding. And um, it went good, except I came out the box a little hot. I said, hey, my name's Sean. Some of you might know me from the radio. And some might, I don't even know why I said that. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone's like, what the hell? Is he t-? Dude, they wouldn't let me live that down. And you're not even like in the, on the radio in the Cayman Islands. So to nobody, that means anything. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, had no, I just felt like, you know, like we host a lot of events. So I just, I, you, I don't oh, know. You were just used to having a microphone in your no, head I and, just like, like having that was, to introduce yourself yeah and I was like oh and then I was like what am I doing but then I just kept going but then I did pay the DJ to play living on a prayer 25 second ramp I said drop it Hector and he started playing it and then I talked up a song and I dropped the mic it was dope happy national radio day oh thank you yeah. I have to give mine in a week and I have not started working on it at all um I have ideas of what I want to talk about but like I can tell that the bride is like she's very um type a and i can tell she's like clenching her teeth over it about what you're gonna say yeah because she knows i'm a dick so i've i've given one speech at a wedding and another one at the funeral and i packed in the same amount of jokes in both i was a i was a riot at the funeral anyway that's a different story no. but at the wedding funerals <laughs> I, I couldn't do well oh funerals are fun that's a good time to because you catch to them a- off guard they oh i run. had a flop at a funeral go ahead though sorry you use enough inside jokes to where you take the the bride in my case the groom Take them right up to where you think you're going to completely out them and destroy their world and then pull them back. But use enough other extracurricular stuff that you're not going to leave everybody out of the loop. Okay. Uh. The groom was that guy who did that um, newscast for Shane's thing. He started following me on Twitter when I was on the radio in Detroit because of just media in general. And so we kind of became friends that way. And then so we started following each other on all socials. And like whenever I was with her, like I'd put her in my story and stuff like that, just stuff. And he would always like DM me about her, just like, who's your friend? Like, blah, 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 blah. And then she started talking to this guy. Like I just knew wasn't a thing. So I was trying to move him out. And I was like, Hey, you need a, this guy keeps DMing me about you. It's this fuck from the news. And I said, <laughs> this fuck from the news. I literally is what I called him. And his DMs are really funny. Like they're like kind of thirsty. So I think I'm going to print them out and put them on a poster board. Amazing. Absolutely. And I'm going to say he owes me like what, however much Tinder plus is. <laughs> so I really expedited yeah. the fuck out of that. And, um, it's 34 99 for unlimited swipes. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, you would know. So I don't know. I'm going to, I want to make it funny, but I also want to make it sentimental. I have a lot of funny dirt on her though. I don't know how long it should be though. Like how long is a good speech oh, at a wedding? Five minutes. Maybe. Five? Yeah. Don't drag that. it out. I don't want to drag it out. I want to, I want to, you got to keep them wanting more. But do I yeah. like do what he did and incorporate a song? Like I want, I want elements to it. Well, the guy goes first, right? And the, the group best speech, man. Yeah. So the best man speech goes first. I think I'm last, which is good because you can bring the house down. You're yeah. good at stuff like that. Yeah. Slideshow. With all the tweets and uh, mixing pictures. Well, Sunday's my day to put this together. I'm traveling for the wedding on Thursday, next Thursday. So Is that on Labor Day weekend? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. One of those people that get married on a, on a holiday, huh? Wow. They're well, probably going to... It's destination, so oh. they figured that be a good weekend for everybody. Northern Michigan. That's not a destination. Yes, it is. That's a nightmare. <laughs> that Have you is... been there? <laughs> no, Awful. exactly. You guys. I travel to rich places. Let me show you. <laughs> let me show you where they're having the wedding. I'm sure it's lovely, but there's no easy way to get to northern Michigan. Well, no, I'm flying in on to what? Thursday to Detroit and then driving up with the bride, which it's a six hour drive. It is destination. It is literally quicker to fly to the Caribbean. Like, oh, that's very nice. Yeah. Like there's cliffs and this water. Is northern Michigan looks. She's showing us pictures on her laptop of northern Michigan, but have you ever gone to like a Motel 6 website? 
it looks dope. Yeah. And then you get there and you're like, you're like, no. Nope. Bed bugs. Stains. We've been here before. <laughs> Northern Michigan is the top of Michigan that's by all the lakes. Is that the UP? Yes. Upper, the, are you, like where all the Oopers are? Where they could, the, the Oopers. Oopers. Not Oopers. Not Ubers. Is that across the Mackinac Bridge? Yes. Yeah, I've been up there. It's fine. I would never go up there for a wedding. Okay. On Labor Day. Never. Like, if either one of you guys get married up there, I'm not going. I'm not going to get married up there. Unless I can fly. I, I, I have a very strict rule of unless there's an airport within a 20-mile radius, I'm not going to your wedding. Same with your funeral, too. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, just well, keep I'll, try, crazy. I'll try to die somewhere good. Yeah, no, no. keep that in mind. <laughs> Spread my ashes at the mall. Spanky's Corner. A podcast! Oh, are we good? Are we rolling? You're saying yes. We're, we're too busy talking about Luna, Lindsay Sterling. Oh, we're going, yeah. Well, yeah, we're live now, but who cares about this when you got this sweet little puppy? And you guys match. We do. We're matching today. You know, the dark with the floral. It's a thing. I believe this might be the first puppy in the history. And I call all dogs puppies. Okay. I don't know she how looks old, like a puppy. Yeah. I don't know how old Luna is, but um, I I think this is the first ever dog we've had in the Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage. I think ever. Luna, you hear that? This is a first. <laughs> You'd be very honored. Her ears perked up and she's like, yeah. She honestly looks like she knows it's an honor. <laughs> she like, does. Look, at, look how stoic I mean, she got. <laughs> I saw you got Portillo's on the way in. Oh my gosh, I did. And I, I was, you know, it's funny when you get a huge shake like that, your first thought is, well, there's no way I'm going to finish this. I gone. Just, it's gone. So I, it was worth the hype? It was so good. I was, I mean, I'm a chocolate person and I'm a shake person. So it was everything Which I could ever Which shake did hope. you get? Uh, the chocolate shake or the you. chocolate cake shake. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. Any regrets? You know what? I don't have any regrets. I figure if you're going to eat it, what's the point of regretting it? <laughs> like, that that kind of takes away the fun. I've spent way too much of my life regretting things I've eaten, so I don't do that anymore. So uh, welcome to Chicago. I think Thank it's you. been a while, right? It has been a while. I'm trying to think. Was it last year's Christmas tour, I think? Like, or two years ago, Christmas. And we're in August now. Yeah. So I'm not really good at math, but that's at least that's, eight months. That's a while. I know we are coming to, we're going to Milwaukee for a Christmas show, and we'll be back in the spring with the album tour. So we'll be coming back, Chicago. Don't you worry. You have been busy, though, since last I time you were here, because you made a thing. I, I created a, a new album baby. <laughs> you know? How long did that take you? It took me about nine months. <laughs> um, no, actually, I started it in January and now it's done. So um, it was actually the fastest I've ever written an album. And it, you know, sometimes when you're just feeling the inspiration and the ideas are coming, it, it just came. And so I was really excited that I was inspired this time. And also, I was, I was really excited to write from a happy place. I feel like a lot of times artists, we, we draw from hardship to write music. And my past two albums, I drew from like, you know, loss. I, you know, wrote my last album all about loss of my, my dad and my best friend had passed away. And then the previous album was written about overcoming anorexia. Like all of these were really hard things. And this album is about like joy. And it was really fun to, to pull from that to make art. Do you hear that in the music? I think so. Hmm. I think so. Like um, the album starts out a little more intense and then it warms up towards the end to like very, very up. But all the music has hopeful tones in it. And I think you especially hear that with like the upside, um, the single that I just, you know, am, am starting to share now. Um, it's a very like optimistic and very upbeat and very like joyous song to me. You're fascinating to me. Oh. And here's why. It's Thank because you. you play an instrument that's not as mainstream as most. Like, for mm -hmm. example, on B96, we don't play a lot of songs with violin. 
but right. Yeah. Right, there's just not a lot. But somehow you've you've taken <laughs> this instrument and you've made it mainstream and you've been very successful with that and really broaden that to, I would say, a younger audience that have latched onto you. To me, that's fascinating that you're able to break through to that. Well, thank you. It's been a, you know, it's been an interesting journey of like finding my sound. And I was, I was brought up classically trained, you know, my whole life, you know, till I was like 17, I'd only pretty much played classical music. And then it kind of just was this choice of like, I don't think this instrument really fits my personality, but yet I've played it my whole life. How can I make the violin fit me rather than force me into this instrument you know because classical musicians were very much regimented on how to play and what to play and when to play like it's it's very very and I'm a creative person and so it was really fun to discover how to make the violin fresh for myself and how to make it creative and and for me the music is only the beginning of it like I love telling stories I love making music videos I love planning shows and hoping to make people feel something while they sit in their seats and watch like ballerinas jump around the stage like I you know I love bringing the music to life in multiple varieties and I think that maybe is why people have somehow latched onto it is I think the stories that the music tells Definitely. Do you think social media is a help? Because I know I found out about you, I think, by seeing like different videos of you performing on Facebook because people would share them because it was so cool. Oh, Do you think thanks. that um, like social media was definitely a help to get the violin more mainstream? A hundred percent. I always joke that like if there was no YouTube, there would have been no me, you know, <laughs> that anyone ever heard of anyway. Um, because I remember when I first started going to record labels with this music that I was so excited about. And I was like, no one's ever done this before, you know, and their response was, yeah, no one's ever done this before. <laughs> like, you know, no, thank you. We don't want it, you know, cause, because no one's ever done this before. But the internet is perfect for that. Like, shareability is all about something that's fresh and new. And when people would share my videos, they would always say, I've never seen a dubstep violin thing yeah. or I've never heard this. I've never seen a violinist dance. Like, and so suddenly that like, it's never been done before went from being a really bad thing that no one wanted to touch to being like the most shareable thing I could possibly do. And so I'm so grateful that I like, you know, came around at the perfect time. I started my YouTube channel, um, in 2000, like late 2010. And that was right as YouTube was starting to take off and it couldn't have been like better timing. Well, and I think, too, the cool thing is if somebody just happens to catch you live once and maybe didn't know about you, they immediately are amazed and want to go home and look at it. Like, for instance, I saw two cellos open up for Elton John, mm. and I was like, I want to go show everybody like how cool this is because yeah. it's so unique. And then eventually I started seeing their videos on social media, so I could see how it's definitely similar to that. Totally. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. At what point, at what video, that, uh, do you have a video in particular that you put on YouTube that you're like, oh, I think I got something here, where it just kind of blew up and it was the first time you realized, oh my God, I might be kind of famous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it was. I mean, I, I had two moments. Well, the first one was I did a cover of The Legend of Zelda, and that was the first viral moment I'd ever had. I dressed up with the little, like, ears and everything, and I went into the forest and played my violin, and that video went really viral. And um, so that was the first one for me. But the real moment was when I posted um, my first dubstep violin song. It was mm -hmm. crystallized. And that got a million views in one day. And at the time, I had like 100,000 subscribers. So that was like unheard of for me. But not only was it the views and how quickly they came, but it was the fact that 
this was an original song. It wasn't searchable. It wasn't like the Legend of Zelda where people were looking for that or it was nostalgic for people. Like this was something brand new they'd never heard before and yet it was being shared and it was the moment of like, I think that my life just changed and I think I'm going to get to do music the way that I want to do it. I'm not going to have to play by everybody else's rules and, you know, make like not saying there's anything wrong with being a cover artist because that is is so great and it takes a really cool creativity to do that as well, but I wanted to write electronic music. And so that was my like I think my life is going to be what I want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> moment. How many violins do you own? I I own quite a few. I probably have like seven that I play on a regular basis. You know, I, I tour with um, four on every tour, four, maybe five. And I have everything from a little tiny violin that I play on stage um, to, you know, bedazzled electronic violins that have like beautiful crystals on them. And, you know, and I have one that's a crossbow violin that I just got made. That's really cool. <laughs> like, cause um, this whole album is, you know, it's called Artemis and Artemis is the goddess of the moon, but she's also the goddess of the hunt. And so she's always depicted in imagery with a bow and arrow. And so I made a violin that looks like a bow and arrow. What made you decide on Artemis? Um, I thought, well, it was funny. I was actually looking for a name for a specific track and I wanted it, you know, the symbolism of what that track meant was about bringing light to darkness. And so I was like, well, who's the goddess of the moon? And I looked at, you know, was researching it. And then I was just fascinated by everything that Artemis represents. And I was like, that's what the, and this was the first song that I had really fallen in love with for the album. So I decided like, this is going to define the whole album. This album is about the goddess of the moon and her story. And it's been really fun to like further develop it from just being like a concept into like a, this album tells a full story with characters and all that artwork is very like manga style anime um, because it's developing uh, a comic book that goes in. I've been working on a comic book for like the last, you know, I don't know, months and months that goes along with the album. That's exciting. Which is really fun. Left field question. Yeah. Do you like people that reply all to emails? We have this guy named Shane. I don't know if you want to say hi to Shane in one of these cameras or whatever. But hi, he re- Shane. He replied all to a company email last week uh, for a color ago. printer. And he called dibs on a color printer. And since then, the entire company has been roasting him. So your thoughts on reply all people? <laughs> Are you very careful not to reply all? Ooh, I will be from now on. (laughs) Holy cow, I'm going to get publicly roasted like poor Shane. It's okay. We've all made that mistake before. Or was this a conscious decision? Well, the thing about why we're taking this to the next level is because Shane has been the first person to roast people who do this. Oh, so he's a hypocrite. Yes, Uh no. Yes. That's a different story. That's, That's information we need to know. Yeah, you can't be a hypocrite about it. I mean, an accidental reply all we've all... I've... I've done that before. It's it's like embarrassing. You're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I just sent that to 100 people. Some stupid question, you know, that's, I've done that before. But yeah. <laughs> so Lindsey Sterling says that Shane is a hypocrite. <laughs> good. We'll add that. No, don't get me wrong. That is the nicest thing anybody said to him all week. So that's good. Anything else? We good? We cover everything? Um, yeah, I mean, just you're putting out the new album. Anything next for you that we don't know about yet? I know we're coming back. Yeah, I think I already mentioned it. We're coming back for a Christmas tour. We'll be doing the Artemis tour in the spring. Um, so that's pretty much it. I'm just excited to like start a new chapter and, you know, share new art. Got some new music videos coming out in the next month to coming out, which I'm really stoked on. So. What is the process of you making music videos? Because you're so artistic with like oh. in collaboration with your music. So I can mm-hmm. only imagine how those music videos come about for you. Yes. The reason that these videos aren't out yet is because if I don't think of the right idea, I don't release a video. And so I've been, you know, 
a lot of times I think of the music video ideas first and then I'll write the song so I can make the music video. Um, but because this album was so concept driven, I had all the concepts. I just couldn't, it took me a while to figure out how to artistically portray them. And so like the upside music video finally is almost done. It'll be released soon. Um, but it, it tells the stories of these characters and Artemis and, um, but yeah, I, I do think of all my own music video ideas because I'm so attached to the songs. Like I can't just send it out and have, you know, yeah. some random person make their vision for it so I always um I also co-direct all my music videos and I, I edit them all so actually on the plane ride here I was finishing up the edit for the Artemis music video and the people on the plane next to me like I have a dog on my lap I have a laptop <laughs> on my anything and I'm like finishing a music video um in economy class you know <laughs> that's the way I roll um, but you know that's, <laughs> that's the way it's gotta be uh, so I don't know maybe they got a sneak peek maybe it's been leaked on the internet already just like a little camera behind you right. is like this I think that's Lucy <laughs> Sterling I think she's editing her music video that's amazing some of the best work you'll see uh, on YouTube comes from seat 27E on Southwest Airlines literally yeah <laughs> I was back in the 20s for sure um, that lady with a dog and way too much carry on that was me that's uh, why you're fascinating how many subscribers do you have now on YouTube by the way I've got over 11 million. Oh my God. I know. That's a lot of people. Like, thank you to anyone who subscribed to me. Like, holy cow. Blows my mind. There are countries that don't have 11 million people. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, subscribe to Lindsay. uh, Purchase the music. Download the music legally. uh, Do all that stuff. And um, thank you for coming in. Yes. Thank you for having us. Be a good human being and subscribe. Rate. Review the mess you just heard. Thanks. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.